This is the PowerShell Podcast, the podcast for PowerShell and the PowerShell community. You might just learn something. I think you'll enjoy it. The PowerShell Podcast is a PDQ production, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick. And now, here's your hosts, Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the PowerShell Podcast. I'm mediocre host Jordan with ultra megastar Andrew Plaw. And today we have returning guest, Adam Bacon. I, I think applause is absolutely the uh, appropriate response. So you, you're on before you talk, I mean, you've done a lot with PowerShell, I guess. That's great. You know, all that, but you talk about how you're going through some changes in your career and everything at the time. And uh, we, we were about right back. How did all that shake out? Well, guys, first of all, it's great to see you again, Jordan and Andrew, you know, Hope you missed me as much as I missed you guys. You know, it's been a while, man. Um, yeah. So first off, I'm I'm totally honoured to be like, you know, second shout out come to the PowerShell podcast. That's totally wicked. Um, I did actually ask the guys at work if I could give anyone a shout out, and I was asked to give Mizzle a massive shout out. So shout out going to Mizzle crew. Um, but yeah, basically, last time I spoke to you guys, I was um not feeling a madman but you know when you walk down the high street or you guys got your big city centers and you see those people on the boxes and they're yelling stuff and you know trying to convince people like this is real or whatever and i don't know i guess i was feeling a bit like that that you know i I was trying to push myself so much and you know do do things like show people that you can do this with powershell you can do that you know and, and get the word out there and i'm i'm totally shocked that it actually seem to sort of like lay some seeds and those seeds have now grown into beautiful flowers, which is a beautiful job for me. Um, yeah. So like proper well happy, you know, everything's been going pretty spot on um, since the last spoke to you guys, you know, now employed and that um, and working and it's a sort of a step up the ladder from like, it's not so much um, the support role, it's more on platform and infrastructure. And obviously, I got employed there because I told them that I've been on the PowerShell podcast. And obviously, I showed them my PowerShell skills as well on my website and stuff. Um, so, yeah, you know, they employed me mainly pri- primary to do PowerShell, but I've been doing a lot of other things as well. And, um, yeah, it's just been going great. And I've recently had a few other PowerShell opportunities pop up, which is quite mad. So, yeah, that's... Good. So huge congrats on that. Um, Jordan, it sounds like he stumbled upon a realization that we've heard a few times, which is when you put yourself in positions to be seen, whether that's going to user groups, speaking, writing blogs, participating online, you increase your chance of that turning into something. Like Adam said, laying seats, right? When each time you post a blog post, each time you're doing public work or whatever, those are opportunities to lay seeds. And it sounds like Adam just experienced one of those seeds, like he said, turning into a flower right before his eyes. I think that's such an important thing to highlight because we're all in our own ways kind of laying seeds. Small seeds, big seeds, but it is such an amazing, beautiful thing to see those seeds blossom and turn into something. And, and who knows what's going to happen next for you. But that's just such an awesome journey that I'm so happy that we got to talk to you before when you're kind of looking for work. And now afterwards, that you've found a really rewarding job. Uh, that's awesome. It is awesome, man. You know, like, to be honest, like, I wouldn't have really probably been applying for this type of job. And, like, the guy who phoned me for it, for the agency, when he was telling me about it, I'm like, 
almost felt like it was a prank, you know what I'm saying? Like that some some mate or something's going, ah, like, you know, but um, yeah, it, it seemed too good to be true, but it is true and they're, they're paying me every month. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's going well, it's feeding the family and that. So all good. When, when I first started here, I assumed I was in like a reality TV show and they're just waiting to see how long it took me to figure out that it wasn't a real job. It, do you feel like you're going through that yourself or is that <laughs> what from working from home in that or like oh just i just uh, i just realization of it all yeah just when, when i got here i just got to a place where i got to write powershell every day and they treated me the way that you're always told that no office is going to treat you that way so i'm like this isn't a real place i'm well, waiting for like eventually going to show up as like we thought you'd figure out eventually but this is a tv show you got to go home well you know what i mean it's it, <sighs> It's quite mad because obviously the company's big. You know, we're talking like thousands of employees, like thousands of ser- like servers, machines, whatever. So, you know, they've got loads of machines and that. But I don't know, like, the nice thing for me is it is like your opinion actually gets counted these days. Like, you know, I've been employed sort of as a contractor. Um, but, you know, when I'm saying stuff, like, previous jobs when I was younger and I didn't have a bit of facial hair and, you know, I had a lovely man tail up here. Um, but yeah, people would just look at you and be like, you know, what's that like, what's that noob? No, or, you know, I'm 20 years older than him or, you know, it did feel kind of like an age thing and, you know, a bit of experience, but obviously having this job now and being able to say, well, I've, you know, I've done this in the past and it's worked great or, and for these notes to be taken down and that, um, you know, that's that's like a nice rewarding feeling um, that people actually listen to you and want to take your points on board instead of being like, oh, shut up, man. <laughs> we ain't got time for you jabbering on about PowerShell again because, you know what I mean, they, they actually like think, oh, yeah, we could do that. And, you know, to be fair, like um, this job is it's awesome. You know, the people are awesome. Everything about it is awesome, a bit like that Lego movie. Um yeah, I, I can't fault it. You know, I'm, I'm getting to do loads of PowerShell. It's a bit different because obviously other places where I've worked, I've, I've, I've been me, myself, and I as the scripting guy. But, you know, there's other scripting people there and, you know, I'm looking at scripts that other people have written and, you know, it's, that's quite mad for me because normally I don't ever look at other people's scripts and then seeing how they've written it and, you know... And yeah, just trying to work out what the script's doing or whatever. And um, yeah, there's just so much stuff that's automated. So it's great to sort of, you know, have my fingers in the pie and being part of the team and that. That's so exciting. Now, this sounds like the best job you've ever had. Like you've said, the most PowerShell focused job and so on. Uh, How are you going to turn those positive experiences into lasting confidence because that's something i personally struggle with it's like you have good experiences in work and it seems like you're having a lot of success right tangible things that are like oh hey this guy can be successful this guy can do things um how are you navigating this new kind of arena where you're in this new fancy job and you have these skills that people are really starting to take notice of are you used to it do you perceive yourself differently how has that changed at all or have you always like had a sense of confidence inside you i mean i Personally, like when I was growing up as a teenager and that I went to like a military boarding school, which wasn't, you know, for me, but like you always had to put on like a blag or a brave fun, you know, to like, so that you wouldn't get picked on or bullied or anything. So, um, you know, I feel confident enough that I've been doing IT for long enough that 
even if I don't have a Scooby-Doo what the person's on about, you know, there's always my mate Google or I can ask or, you know, just stop and think about it logically and, you know, what, what would be the best way to approach this problem. Um, but, I mean, the main thing for my job is all these new things I've got to work with, um, you know, new technologies and tools. Sorry, I can't really mention every single one or, you know, go into detail about them. But um, I will say recently, uh, big up Mr. Adam Driscoll with his PowerShell Universal. Because um, obviously, like I said, like everything's automated at this place and they've got so many scripts. But you've still got some mentality where people are like, well, that's a script. I don't want to touch it because it involves like opening up a console and, you know, navig- you know, doing some command looks or something. So obviously with that PowerShell Universal where you can build the beautiful looking dashboards, um, I think that's my next goal for like where I'm working now. And obviously I've done that in the past, um, built some dashboards and, you know, like previously one of the directors where I was working, like literally wrote two sentences and I built like a whole complaint system from the two sentences, like on how the whole system, you know, like he literally just scribbled out some like garble note, you know, and it's making something from nothing, which um, if I could maybe extend that on to like PS Day UK, which is happening in London from the 1st of March to the 3rd of March, I've actually been lucky enough to be um, given an opportunity to speak there. And that's what I'd like to sort of do my talk on is saying to people that, yeah, PowerShell, it is a console, but, you know, you could write this script and once you've got your little output in this console, you could then make that into like a beautiful Van Gogh picture, you know, AKA a dashboard so that Jim can use it. Fred can use it. Sally can use it. Cause it's just point and click what most people are used to these days. Um, so yeah, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to plant some more seeds and, you know, like say people are, oh, well, we could do this for this or we could use it for that. Or, you know, we can automate this with that. And yeah, just my mind never stops thinking of like all these things that, you know, you could do or make better, you know, progress. Yeah. I think that when, if you're dealing with a project at work where you're writing some automation or solving some problem, if your deliverable at the end is a beautiful dashboard that solves the problem, it looks nice to everyone involved. It just, I imagine that's a very nice way to finish working on a project is to deliver some sort of uh, dashboard using universal dashboard. Um, I'm excited for that talk. So congrats on getting accepted there. Thank you. What's the official title of the talk? Um, I, so basically, I don't do social media that much these days. You know, what I mean, I'm not that much on Twitter. I just read the paper too much and see all the negative press about Elon and that. So I was like, I'll stay off Twitter for a bit. But yeah, I basically, I, think I went on LinkedIn and um, this the guy who arranged the PowerShell Southampton talk, like me up. Um, he's speaking there, Adam Cook, and he was tagged me in it and said hey you know you should apply for this and there was two days left so i i was a bit like oh what can i do and um yeah i just thought hang on a minute like all through my it career since i got using it powershell's always come to the rescue so i just been like powershell to the rescue and then i you know i'm gonna so maybe talk about something that you might have an idea of you know build that and then like show how you could do maybe something cool with like the doug fink excel module making it into a pretty pivot table or charts in excel and then go hey you can notch it up another level now 
and you can have some dashboard that's got some like login features and you know bob has access to this but jim doesn't have access to that and you know it's going to automate all these people's jobs or you know or make their lives easier because again like i said it's like there's so much stuff that's automated where i've got and um there is scripts for other people to run but like i say is um you know there's just that always that thing that it's that console looking thing and it's all a bit 1980s looking to some people you know what i mean and yeah, if you, if you see a script, it can be intimidating. If they can click a button and it runs the script, they never see it. That's, That's just every times. And if you give them like a little whirly icon and that, then they won't keep clicking that button. And you know what I mean? You can do all of that in PowerShell Universal. Not that, I'm, you know, I'm not selling it or anything. Um, but yeah, I just think it is an underrated product because I've got, you know, reports that I've seen out there that other people have done and, you know, other people in the team said, oh, you know, that report could be better. And I'm just like, yeah, damn, give that to me. And, you know, I'll maybe even make a new module or some some fancy graphing or, you know, do something cool with it. I like what you highlighted earlier, too, though. Like, if you're not at the point where you are able to take on the idea of creating a dashboard or get a new thing, maybe you haven't even worked with Import Excel yet delivering Excel reports and putting a little bit of attention to detail and how they look and how they're presented goes a very long way at validating your PowerShell skills internally. Uh, I know it's kind of not what we're talking about, but when you can put that little attention to detail with what you spend your time automating, it goes such a long way at validating the need for you to do it again. It just looks good to the bosses. So if you haven't played around with import Excel, um, you know, creating Excel files and stuff like that with your output, I definitely recommend it. And I'm, I'm very excited okay. to hear that that's part of your talk as well. So I, I was curious, because you said you've always been kind of the lone PowerShell guy, and now you're in a place where you're filled with people that, that do PowerShell. Uh, do you find you enjoy it more where you can just collaborate within your your company for PowerShell, or is it just kind of, you you just all still do your own thing, you're all just doing PowerShell? Um. Well, you know, without going into too much detail, um, but some things that aren't even PowerShell related, you know what I mean? I've got involved in PowerShell and I'm um, like using Ansible and tracking the progress of that. I actually use that import Excel to monitor how many machines are having stuff deployed to them and that. And, you know, he's got a report which just basically did a beautiful Excel worksheet with pivot tables and charts and all of that, sending that out. Um, but yeah, working with other people, it, it it's great because you get to see their perspective. But I guess, like, the biggest thing that I've learned is because there's so many scripts that you might change this thing and then ultimately it might have a knock-on effect up, up there somewhere that you didn't foresee or, you know what I mean? It's just having to be, like, double, triple, quadruple, quins, and I can't think of the thing after that, but you know what I'm saying? You have to be, like, extra, extra sure what I'm what I'm changing, and, you know, we've got, like, a um, working with Azure DevOps to be able to have, like, a proper repository and everything, which is super cool, um, like, change control and all of that, so... Um, it, it's nice sort of working in just such a professional environment like whereas before where you're the only scripting guy you can pretty much do it how you like or you know what i mean but when there's set things in place like you know creating a pull request and someone actually physically looking checking your code and making sure your code's all right you know and improving it and it, it going off um yeah it's it 
it's nice, but like I says, the guy who did the majority of the coding, um, I don't code like how he codes. You know what I mean? Um, it it doesn't bother me, but it's just I don't want to go and tweak too much bits of the code if. Like I said, if suddenly it breaks another script over there that you didn't even know that runs, you know what I mean? So um, I am modifying scripts and creating new scripts, but ideally, like I say, is, um, I'd like to do some more stuff with dashboards where I'm working just to maybe open up some people's eyes. And and I mean, I know Microsoft has some great tools out there or like the Power Buy and, you know, other things. Um, But again, it's, I guess you get, you got to learn that. And then, you know, you're, you're starting from scratch again, like, having to spend time learning that or, you know, from what I've seen, like it didn't look that much better than Excel or whatever, you know what I mean? From like, for me, PowerShell Universal is like the mutts nuts. Yeah, I've, I've done some with Grafana and yeah. it, lo- it looks pretty good, but it's not intuitive, especially with PowerShell, getting it in there is a bit struggle. So I'd be curious, a comparison of the two products to see how it goes. Cause that's the big, biggest problem I had with Grafana was, getting the charts and everything to represent the data the way I'm trying to. Like there's always seems to be some sort of disconnect. I mean, basically without sort of, you know, going without talking like, you know, sending someone to the moon or whatever, but you know, I think of it like you've got your screen Mm -hmm. within that screen, you've got the 12 blocks. So 12 is the magic number. So if I want just two things side by side, they're both going to be a size of six. If you see what I'm saying, because then that's 12, that's the whole thing. But maybe I want a little edge here so I could do a a column of three size and then put your thing next to it that's free, another free, and then an empty free space. If you see what I mean, to like arrange where the stuff's laid out and that. And it took me like a little while when I first got using the product years ago, I'm um, like to get that into my head. But once now I see everything as like a little grid. And then I can say, well, I want that box in my head to be a size eight. And then that gives me a four, like a size of four left to play with. You know what I mean? So then I could add maybe two boxes of uh, whatever it is for, uh, I think. Man, don't get me doing maths at like eight o'clock no. at night in the evening. Yep. I just want to clarify, though. So we're talking about designing a dashboard with Universal Dashboard. You say that the total amount of blocks in terms of width is 12. So yeah. when you're designing particular elements, you can subtract from 12 and kind of make a fit. If you want it to be the full width, you select 12. Half would be six, basically. Interesting. Uh, okay. Exactly. Cool. And then what's really cool is like you have the option that you want that to be six or half the screen when it's full screen. But maybe I've got an iPad, so that medium size, I only want it to be three. And then you can only view it on your mobile, so I'll do the small sizes too. So then it rearranges on your screen size, you know, like when you might stretch like a news page in and then everything all goes nicely in a column. Well, boom, that's how, you know. Um, yeah, it's all controlled by React and... Yeah, you know, like I said, is I just think of things like in a grid in my head and think, well, I want something there on the page. I want something there, and I and I want a big picture there. So yeah, I just think of it in grid boxes, and then just put the rows and columns, bish bash bosh, job done. You know what I mean? Okay, so you mentioned a bunch of different technologies. You can't speak to all of them. That's fine. But we also know about you is you're very very advanced in PowerShell, and I'm wondering how do your PowerShell skills transfer to the new technologies. Are there any insights that you've gotten in your time with PowerShell that 
kind of lend themselves to the new technologies or anything like that? Um, well, I mean, I've always had the mindset since sort of completing my first challenge with PowerShell back in version one, which was like auditing computers. That you know, I've got the mindset that anything could be done in PowerShell. Um, sadly, well. So much stuff, like, but like, obviously, I've got the problem at work where maybe I'm dealing with other operating systems that haven't got like .NET, you know, on them to have the PowerShell or whatever. Um, but you know, then you can lean to other things like Ansible, which you know is super cool. I'm just always confident that I could solve the problem with PowerShell. You know what I mean? No matter what issue I get, that there'll either be a module out there or there'll be some way of interacting with that whatever you're connecting to via like WMI, um, CIM or SSH or, you know, anything like just to get into the device and get in the information or you, you might have the idea, but I just haven't had enough time to sort of like fully investigate some ideas that I've had like to automate. Um, but I mean, I have it the other day where I had like to do something on free users, but for me, I just ended up writing like a small PowerShell function because I know that I'm going to be doing that again in sometime in the future. And although it was only free users, it it was only about like three lines, you know what I mean, to do a for each loop or whatever that needed doing and checking some stuff. It was a few extra lines, and I thought the amount of clicks you're going to save and that. But um, but yeah, I always see things as a challenge, and um. You know, today I've been working a lot with Linux, which I find very challenging at times. I think that what you're describing, that kind of tool-making approach, right? You only have to create three users or do something with them. You create a tool for it. I think that that approach, you can take it from PowerShell because, you know, we learn how to make modules and whatnot over time. And we're very used to solving a problem once, not repeating ourselves. And with these different technologies, a lot of times there is a proper way to solve the problem at the root, even if it doesn't involve PowerShell, where you're actually kind of creating a tool or developing a process or so on and so forth, rather than just solving one individual ticket. I, I love that way, how people kind of come to the conclusion that this is the way we approach problems, is we actually solve things at the root. And I feel like it's such a wise position to have when you're investing your career into IT uh, to be efficient. Well, I mean, yeah, without, again, letting too much out but i mean massive shout out to chrissy lemaire she's an awesome person i believe you guys had her on the show um honestly like she she could be my sister for all i care you know what i mean like i love her that much she's such a great person um seriously got so much respect for her but yeah the kb update module so um you know windows updates and that and pushing out updates and yeah, I think I've opened a few people's eyes saying, hey, you know, we could use this and you don't have to reboot because, you know, Chrissy's clever enough to have told you in this report whether it requires a reboot or not because it does seem that if you do it the graphical user interface way, you're always forced to reboot where, you know, I mean, I've been managing to able to update some machines now without rebooting and then again now in my mind like a dashboard is brewing for that because you could save someone a hell of a lot of time you know what i mean like if people are yeah pointing and clicking yeah that's uh best way to get adopted is if it's useful for you you just have to prove to them that it'll be useful to them in the same way and that's how you get wide adoption is 
I mean, if it's useful for you, it's because it's doing a very specific thing. Not necessarily very specific. It's doing a, a task that you need. Someone else has that task. So it it's, makes it easier to spread it out if you can just show, I guess, instant value kind of like that. I mean, one of those things like Windows updates, I mean, it sucks, doesn't it, when you're watching it or waiting for it to reboot and it's just like watching paint dry. It's just painful. And again, like say, this is how good security is at my place. I was actually using that module late at night thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this work, just that click of a button, yeah. And then like suddenly I see it on my screen pop up saying, call security now. And I'm like, okay, call security. And they're like, they think my account's been compromised because um, I'm hitting all these machines with my account, you know, doing all this WMI stuff. And I'm like, nah, bruv, I'm pushing out Windows updates. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be work smart and not harder. But yeah, you know, it's like, um, so yeah, just things like that. Again, I've never worked anywhere that's had such a good security team, like, you know, that's on you at like 10 o'clock at night. You know, someone's watching, like, you think, oh yeah, I'm doing this, like, you know, out of goodness of my own heart and then yeah you know you got security watching you yep especially if you're using modules that like call any dll's or things like that i've yeah. i've been in a similar boat um so, yeah so no. when i'm here we've all talked to security recently <laughs> yes i i use certificates to bypass two-factor for a bit they were not happy with me <laughs> they're monitoring they, they need to know you're just a madman doing what you do <laughs> I, w I, w I just I went with uh, I was testing something for a webcast yep which was fine but then they removed all my access which was it's fair so what's it like to have a job you love after 20 years I mean goodness gracious well, that's a long 20 years well I did actually um, I think it was last night um, I went on LinkedIn and I remembered um, early 2000s, I had this IT job and got myself in a bit of a pickle at work, you know, just being a young lad. And the HR lady called me in and she was like, Adam, why do you come to work? And I'm like, what a stupid question. I come to work to get paid. You know what I mean? Like, why does anyone else come to work? And she looked at me in this funny look and she was like, well, I come to work because I love this job. And I just thought it was the biggest pile of bull. You know, I can't say the other one, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that I'd ever heard. But yet, like, almost 20 years later or something, or about 20 years later, I finally found that job that she was on about. And, you know, um, if I could live for free and someone was just putting food in my kids' mouths, I would be doing this job just for the love of it. It's great that it pays me as well. Um, I think you guys call it soccer, we call it football, but... You know, I'm always thinking like those dudes have, you know, got the dream job because they get to kick a ball about doing something that they loved all their whole life and they're getting paid like a hundred grand a week. I'm not on that much. I wish I was. Um, but yeah, uh, I get paid good from this job. It's paying good. Um, it's feeding my family. You know, it's just really positive and um, it's just great that it's working from home, you know, that I don't have to deal with the traffic every morning because... Uh, I live in that right place in UK, you know, it's Gosport, but it's just a hellhole to get in and out of, you know, you can take like 20, 30 minutes to do less than four miles. And then you're like, then you got to get on the motorway and then you got to do another 12 miles to get where you go. You know what I mean? It's like an hour of your day, you know, in the morning, then an hour in the evening getting home. So, so like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to work till seven or two o'clock at night or whatever. And the missus is like, get off that lap. And I'm like, babe, 
I've just saved myself two hours today from not driving. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy to just put it in on the laptop doing a bit extra because I love the job. You know what I mean? It's just like I literally would just do it for the love of it because it's awesome. For, for those that still have to commute, commute though, I would say there's no better time to listen to the PowerShell podcast because I hear it's yeah. delightful. Or you know, if you're lucky enough and you got a fancy watch or you know phone, you can get to see me this time around. You know, so they I, missed I, the PowerShell costume, didn't they, lad? You know, I was all dressed up last time as PowerShell man, and no one got to see it. You know, I didn't want you guys blagging me with any lag. You know, this time, so I didn't bother putting on the costume. Maybe next time, if you give me a third chance, you know, make it three rounds like a UFC match. You know. What? Not championship, man. You've won that championship title here, man. You're talking about yeah. power shot. Wow, you what know, is the yeah, third we, one? The rubber hey, band. If you think I'm up there for a title shot, bring it on. You know, I'll go to yeah. five rounds, man. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of am in a similar place where I'm like really digging my career and how things are going, but it's sometimes, like you said, Jordan earlier, it's kind of hard to believe it's real, you know. And it's weird to have the same internal struggles like as a human that i did very early on in my career where it's like i still feel that imposter syndrome and i have to remind myself kind of like what you said earlier where it was like okay i've solved things before i have google foo i'm a human i can get things done worst case scenario um you know having to remind myself of that it's just gosh i mean i i've recently um obviously with my missus uh cooking another baby in her oven, you know, another little baby bacon. Um, Congrats. I've said to her, like, just stop her work and I'm, I do on call. So I've got an on call thing that I've gone on a rotor. And yeah, man, I was um, out walking my dogs in the woods with one of my kids and um, suddenly got the call like, ah, oh, this is wrong. And, you know, I was like, ah, like, because all week, like my phone hadn't rung. And then like the one time I think, yeah, I'll go out and just enjoy a walk got the call but yeah i was totally bricking it because um i knew it was like obviously net scaler related i'm not going to claim that i'm a net scaler black belt you know i know how to do certain things with it and i've written my own module to connect to it and do stuff via the api but i'm not a black belt and um yeah this thing was down and i couldn't even find it but then basically i'll get told that i needed some rsa token to be able to connect to another server to be able to see and i'm like well i don't have that rsa token so I can't do anything, you know what I mean? But they were like, no, nah, it's cool. It can wait till Monday. But yeah, there is, um, you know, times like when you say like you're a bit panicking, like imposter syndrome, like, you know, like why the can't I find this damn device? You know what I mean? Like, where is it? Like, um, and you get a bit panicky and things, but I guess as well, like, um, I've never sort of had it work from home, work from home. So it's a bit weird because normally like you could just turn around and be like, Hey, how does this work? Or just ask a colleague, hey, where where do I go to get that? And and I know you can over teams and everything, but it's just that little bit different, if you know what I mean, that you're just a bit more just on your own. But again, I, I love it because I don't get any distractions or office things that would wind me up or something. You know what I mean? I'm just here at home in in the Woosa peace land, you know. Have you met your team in person or all virtual? Oh well, no, no, no. So um, on obviously when I got the job, um, I I drove up because it's about three, four hours away from my house. So I drove up the night before. Um, stayed in like a cheap hotel, and then I went in and I met some of them. So I haven't met all of them, but I've met 
the majority of them. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, honestly, they're all such nice people. Like to have a team where everyone's nice, you haven't even got that one bad villain person, or you know what I mean? Like everybody is genuinely nice. And and again, like um, I I think, oh damn, you know, I've been I've been there a bit over three months now, and sometimes I think, oh, should I should I be asking this question? But I'm glad that I can feel that I can ask that question and not have to think, oh, you know, like that I'm not going to goof anything up because I always think, well, you know, it's better to ask it and do it their procedure way because, like I said, when so many things are automated at this place, like you might have always done it like that in this job, but this particular job will have some script that's double-checking that and then it will undo it, you know what I mean, like an hour later or something. So it's very... You know, like again, I, I never come across our back. Our back. Role based access. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, just where where I've previous, but they've got all that like scripted working. So do so you just think, yeah, I'll just do that to that user account. That'll fix that. And then like half an hour later, it's 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 undone it. You know what I mean? By some script, you're like, damn, like so. Yeah, it's been a bit. I don't know, just like getting your head round. Because again, um, some some other guys started our team, and you know I've been speaking to him, and you know again, like it's a bit of a like, uh, oh, like for him, like oh, I'd just do this, but I'm like, well, you got to think of this script that would run, or you know the implications for that and that, you know, like how it all, yeah, the bigger picture, I guess. The context of the system, yeah, yeah. So you've mentioned this is the best environment you've worked in. You mentioned asking a lot of questions. Do you find that? the healthier places that you've worked are more encouraging of like communication and asking questions and the more toxic and, you know, like you, you mentioned maybe having a villain on the team, they're more, they'll shame you for asking questions. They're not vulnerable. They're not honest. Like what's your opinion of that in your experience? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I've worked at places where like, it's like, we do it this way. And you're like, but that, that takes ages. Cause you're doing all this. No, we do it this way. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way that you're going to do it because they, they've done it that way for the last five or 10 years. And that's the way they do it. Um, kind of like what I said earlier is, you know, it's just amazing to work somewhere where I can actually suggest an idea. And even though they've got a really good system in place, if you can see some improvement, instead of someone going, no, we've got the best system in place. Someone actually go, actually, oh, I can see what he means. Like that will actually save this. And so, yeah, I mean, like, toxic places where I've worked, like, again, like, you know, even if they're like, oh, yeah, we're all one big happy family. And then, like, you suddenly start asking questions. People are like, you know, like, just being toxic in that. And then it puts you off. And then, you know, like, if you do make a mistake or something and it's on you because then you didn't ask, but then you're like, well, I didn't want to ask, you know what I mean? So um, I just think... Like, again, when I got offered the job, um, it was great to show on my blog site that I do love documenting stuff because, again, they, they said doing that. So, um, you know, I found some things on Linux that I've had to learn sort of on the job, but I'll document it in, you know, like the knowledge-based system because I'm a bit of a nightmare where I'll do something and it might be, like, really good and, you know, fix, save the day. But if I don't write it down six months later... And they'll be like, oh, what was that thing I've done again? You know what I mean? Like, it's a nightmare. So I think old age kicking in as well. You know, I don't help. So uh... so our listeners, 
they exist in a variety of environments, right? We're talking about how positive their cultures are. Some are in more toxic cultures where maybe they're the only one trying to break out of whatever legacy habits and patterns and systems. And, you know, you mentioned companies not being interested in improving things or being introspective, and, and that can be a pretty challenging place to be in. So uh, to our listeners, if you're in a tough spot, hang in there, maybe try and find a new job, maybe try and lead from the inside. Um, I, I don't want, I don't want a lot of emails coming my way saying, hey man, you owe me a month's wage, <laughs> I've lost my job, you damn, you know. But yeah, please be careful, you know, think about what you say. Um, I actually, uh, another sort of secret I ain't even said to my work, it's not really a secret because it's true and, you know, whatever, but I got diagnosed with ADHD last year. So I've so got my whole life feeling a bit weird and, you know, thinking, why well, I'm always thinking this or, you know, like doing it this way when other people are doing it that way. And, you know, so to actually have that diagnosis has been great for me. And that's probably why I've been rambling on a bit now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty much to the point, say what I feel and think. And that's really come to sting me in the past. You know what I mean? Previous jobs and that. But like I say, is if, if you believe in yourself enough and you can be that sort of crazy person standing up on that like little box you made, like blah, 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 telling the people how great, you know, it is that what you believe in. Well, for me myself, you know what I mean? I've, I've had some great, great things come back off of that. You know, it was some really difficult times. I, you know, I was thinking about just coming like a, a dustbin man or something, you know what I mean? Stacking store shelves or just something. I just had enough of IT because I thought I'd been doing it for so long. And, you know, I was still like, not at the bottom of the ladder, but not where I felt I could have been. And, you know, with the skills I had and that, and the fact that no one's using PowerShell out there or, you know, from the places where I'd worked and things that I'd done from automating. And now to being offered a, a job where they do use scripting, where they're embracing people, you know, I've got like some call of some other guy because I mentioned that I did automating in one meeting and he's trying to get me in some automation team with like all the company, like from different sectors, like, and to automate new ideas. And I'm just like, this is brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just so awesome. It, it is nice when uh, all of work seems to support you. Uh that's something as you said you just came from a place where you've been in places where the culture is different and i know once the camera's off andrew is really toxic he tears me down all the time <laughs> he's not lying so that, that maybe that's one solution is just you know start filming and all of a sudden yeah. they're super nice <laughs> selfie <laughs> cam all day <laughs> but that's just one of those things where depending on the culture is minimal impact you can have which makes it a bit disheartening so I, I guess for someone who's, I guess, worked through it and come out the other side, do you have anything to help, like advice for someone just trying to get to where you're at or it just, just, just kind of, yeah. just don't give up, just keep learning, you know, like every, I wouldn't say every day I'll learn something new, um, but I've learned new stuff in PowerShell, you know what I mean? And you get a new module that you've never used, something like that, import Excel, and then it's just like, Wow all this new stuff that I can do, but it's, it's new commandlets. It's a new function or new parameters, or there's, there's always chance to sort of just grow your PowerShell. And it's just, um, I think if you are interested in PowerShell and that, and you know, you're trying to script and that just don't stop, just keep doing it. You know, 
And even if people are like, yeah, well, we've got Intune that does that, or, oh, we've got this tool that we spent £10,000 on that does that. Keep doing it. Keep on, you know what I mean? Keep writing your scripts. You'll get better at scripting. Um, what you can build out your scripts. I'll just say, just don't give up. You know, just like I'd say to my kids, just, just try your best. Keep, keep practicing. You know what I mean? And I'm lucky enough that, you know, that dream job has kind of found me, but I do feel that if I hadn't have done all that blogging and, you know, things like that, that it might not have. And, and all that blogging came out of my boss saying, stop doing overtime, you know, cause I wasn't getting paid for it, but I was doing the overtime just to like solve stuff that, it's just too busy in the day to look at or something or you know what i mean they wanted me to be able to like write amazing scripts and solve like 50 problems a day and you're like well i can't do both you know what i mean i can like focus on calls or focus on the scripting or i don't like to be able to you know be flipping between two it's just too i like to be able to focus you know that's a uh, pretty common. I think breaking your concentration when you're writing is you lose more time than just the time from your concentration break. It takes a long time to get back into the swing of it. Again, like working from home, I don't have like other desks phones ringing. I don't have Janice in the background or whatever going on about our drains flooded at home or, you know what I mean? Like other people, I don't have any of that. You know, that, 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 that stuff just well bugged me out in the office with all the, general chit chat and stuff i just like to be just there on my work you know i'm zoned in doing my job and a bit like that cams that guy i like to smash calls you know bring me calls i smash you so yeah you know that's what i like to do for the day is just smash calls i think we're glossing over one of the most amazing things you you are working from home you have four kids three dogs two cats and right. there's less interruption working from home than there is in the office. Well, boom, How mate. That's that's because the kids, where are the kids all day, my friend? Where oh, do kids go? They go to school. school. There you they go. They might not in America. They might just go to a local trailer park or something and smoke some crack. But yeah, I, I, they I don't encourage my children to get educated. <laughs> but um, yeah, so boom, my kids are at school. So that gives me till about three o'clock till it starts getting a bit noisy. And then, um, like I said, is a... My wife's pregnant, which, you know, got fifth baby on the way. I'm running out of fingers now. You know what I mean? If I get a sixth kid, I'll have to, like, grow up another finger or something. But, um, yeah, so I told her to, like, quit her job. So she's at home to look after the dogs and things and feed them during the day. And, most importantly, make me lots of cups of tea, man, you know, because, man, this is, this is the size of my cup. You know what I mean? It's, it takes a lot of tea and... I need a lot of tea, Yorkshire tea through the day. Cheers. <laughs> so tea, you need to get some Yorkshire tea, Andrew, instead of all those energy drinks, mate. You know, it's, E numbers ain't good for you, mate. No? You're totally right. I save those for special guests like you, man. <laughs> you're, buzzing, you're buzzing there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm laser focused right now on you in this conversation. <laughs> but I want to circle back just a little bit. Because I know yeah. there's so many people out there in those jobs, right, that we've been in before where it's like, we want change, we can kind of change things. And this is a point we've made before, but when it comes to trying to make changes internally, rely on external sources of authority. Rely on the Phoenix Project, rely on the PowerShell podcast and the opinions held by us and the guests, right? These are people at the top of the industry oftentimes who have really good practices. And even if you your work is not flexible, at least you're sanity checking yourself and knowing that um, 
your work isn't forcing you to believe like inefficiencies. So like believing that the improper way of doing something is maybe the proper way. Um, definitely would want to avoid that because uh, it can definitely be hopeless kind of going uphill with changes. Uh, another part of your story, Adam, was applying for a job that you didn't think you could, you were qualified for, that you wouldn't have ordinarily applied to, you know, and to people out there in jobs that they can't get out of, or that they feel a little hopeless, a little rigid, apply for those jobs that you don't think you're ready for. Do the next step that makes sense for you. Adam, when you were on your grind trying to find that role, you were blogging, you were doing your thing, making yourself visible, planting those seeds. If you're trying to make things happen and you're not happy with where your career is right now and you're in a stagnant place, put in that work, take your next step, write that blog, contribute to that project, do what you got to do to make things happen for you. And I think, Adam, what you've really showed us and what we can feel from talking to you is that your life is is more relaxed. It's better. Like this is more than just a, ah, between eight and five, my work's a little bit better. There's lasting impacts, it feels like, from having a happy work life. Definitely, um, just like I think I said already about gospel being a bit of a hellhole to get in and out of. So, you know, not that I suffer too bad from road rage, but you know what I mean? You do get vexed out if someone in front of you is driving like an idiot or someone behind you is. or um, But yeah, it just, it just seems like so many things that could wind me up or whatever in the day is just now gone, you know what I mean? From being in in my opinion, the best place, you know, I could be working from at home. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to put in the extra hours as well and, and not do what I was doing before, like where you go in the office the next day and be like, wow, you know, I was working till nine last night. I don't even have to say that because, you know, it's just I've saved all that time from not traveling. And But again, you know, if, if anyone else out there is, you know, struggling in the job that they're in and that, and you believe you you could have a better job, then I believe you could have a better job. You know, do it. Don't don't think, don't keep thinking about it. I'm not saying hand in your notice and walk out that day. But, you know, start making yourself a better resume. Start, you know, putting your notes somewhere online so you can show someone you are genuinely interested in what you're preaching about or what you're applying for. And, you know, if you, if you can do that enough, then you'll have people contacting you. And like I said, I haven't done any blogging this year, but I've got a second invite on this show, which is awesome. Um, you know, I've had a few people come back to me saying, oh, you know, I listened to your PowerShell podcast and, you know, I felt really, you know, like that they had some sort of connection there. And, you know, like I'm totally stoked by all the super guests that you've had on this show prior. And, you know, I couldn't believe it when I first got asked that. I'm thinking like, man, do they know I'm not like a super famous PowerShell person and all of this, but maybe it's the fact that, you know, other people can relate to me like, yeah, damn, I do a support job or I'm, I've done that help desk job or, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm writing a script right now to make something better. Do it guys, you know, just keep working on it, you know, keep, keep focusing and, and, you know, you do it for enough time, just like driving stuff becomes muscle memory. You know, like when I'm changing all the gears in my car, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just, and now I'm just writing code without even thinking about it, you know, with all my aliases and just yeah, having code. And I know some other guy at work was watching me and he was like, damn, like, cause I thought he was a coder, but yeah, he obviously doesn't, couldn't freely write code if you know what I mean, sort of thing. 
you know, I want to say something to our listeners. If you are listening to this right now, if you've listened to this point right now, you have what it takes for that new opportunity within your organization, outside of your organization. If you are interested in things enough to still be listening, you absolutely have what it takes, in my opinion. I'm not just saying that to gas people up and you all are free to contribute your opinions. But if you're willing to listen to a PowerShell podcast for 45 minutes, you have what it takes to reach the next level. Take your next step, like you just said, Adam, put in that repetition because you can make things happen. And an, a, a story just like Adam's can be similar to yours. There, Adam is not the first person to go on this journey and find success and take these steps. Uh, it can be yours as well. You just have to take the next step for you. I was going to say, I don't know if I mentioned this, but when I was applying for this job, I had actually given up halfway through. I just didn't think I was qualified. And my wife made me finish it because I was miserable. And then right. the inter interview process being clear that I was right, but the guy that was hiring me saw potential and he took me when I wasn't qualified and, and coached me up. I, I owe Chris a lot. He's a legend. But so it's it, the worst you can tell if you, if you feel you're not qualified, the worst you can be told is no. But there's lots of jobs out there. So if, if I had given up without my wife there, I wouldn't be in this job. I'd probably still be miserable. So it's it, it's worth putting in the effort to at least give it a shot. And I think to highlight what Adam said, where he gets his confidence from, is that people who have been in IT, who are in positions to hire you for these better jobs, understand that at the core, we are just solving problems. And those core, you're a human. If you show good character and they have some confidence in you, show some interest, whatever it is, um, they understand that you're able to learn new skills. They understand that you're able to look things up and so on and so forth. So take that chance. Put yourself out there. There's a lot of other people who aren't applying for very similar human reasons where we're afraid of whatever rejection, it's not worth the time, so on and so forth. But shout out to Karen for encouraging you, Jordan, because now look at you, man. You're crushing it. That's why I married her. One day, one day this would pay off. <laughs> oh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad she doesn't listen to these. <laughs> hey, at least you can tell her we gave her a shout out. She is awesome. I was so happy to meet her in person. Well, I mean, again, like yourself, Jordan, I'm super lucky that, you know, I've got a supportive wife and, and, you know, she was there like saying to me, like, don't take this next, you know, second line support job or don't, because you're not happy doing that, you know, you want something better. And, you know, I did have a few jobs that I'd actually said no to. And even though I was desperate for the money, but, you know, we was like just living off of her wage. And, um, but I mean, I read it recently where John Don. Don Jones, he said he got laid off in like 2000 or something and he had like six months sort of spare money saved up. But it was that that basically got him doing his own training and, you know, basically became the Don Jones that we all know. And I'm like, damn, like I've recently had that similar sort of thing happen to me where, you know, like I was totally brassic and, you know, I didn't have a job. What am I going to do with my life? And, you know, like I was thinking about just jacking it all in and starting some new trade, being like a bricklayer or something, you know, just something totally different because I just had enough of IT. But yeah, my wife was like, don't stop. Like, keep doing it, you know, keeping applying, you know, keep doing it and just, yeah, to have someone supportive and not 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 giving up. And it's just totally paid, paid off massively. That is very, very exciting to hear. Yeah, so hopefully if anyone's listening, it's like I'm ready to burn out of IT because we we did a webcast a while ago. We were talking about IT burnout, and it was the one of the highest engaged webcasts we had done, just because so many people had their stories to tell about how they are burning out. 
which sucks because IT is a wonderful, wonderful career to be in. So I guess, yeah, just if you can keep your head up and keep going, just you'll find the right opportunity, I think. I mean, for me personally, like my biggest problem or what I used to have working in the office is that I would take that problem from the office and then it would come home with me. And then it'd be sitting here at home, like, this is the problem. And then I'd have to get out my laptop and then connect to my remote work. And then, you know, until this problem would just disappear. And then, but that might have been like two, three hours, you know, whatever, however many hours or minutes of my own time. And you were never getting that back and you weren't getting paid for it. So, yeah, you know, that would like burn me out a lot. Um, And I don't know, it's just nice to sort of like feel that when I finished my work now for the day and that I, I don't have to turn back on my laptop at eight o'clock at night or to check, you know what I mean? It can wait until tomorrow. It's going to be like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like working from home that the problems aren't following me home. If you kind of get me that, you know, that thing that you've seen on the dashboard all day, that's red, you know, like I'm not, I'm not vexed out about that or anything. It's just like, yeah, I'll just do it tomorrow or, I'll have a dream about some amazing idea I can do to fix it, you know, or something. It, it sounds like you finally, uh, you got a good work-life balance where you, you get to live both parts of your life in a, in a happy, happy state. Yeah. One thing I'd be curious next time we talk to you is if you still keep working until 7 p.m. Because it would be <laughs> cool if you took those, those traveling hours and, you know, did something different with them. Might be a nice little perk. Well, I mean, I would like to do um, some blogging and that. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the last time I was on, but I like to watch the UFC on a weekend with a mate. Oh, and gosh. And that's like yeah. very early for you in the morning, right? Like well, 5 a.m.? Yeah. So, like, I watch it after, like, you know what I mean? So when my mate comes around, like, it's already been on, but we, we make sure we don't go on the news or anything to see any of the results. And, um, yeah, he, he recently got this new dog, Um he got it off a of mate, um, bit of a long story, lovely dog in there. But yeah, he brought it around my house and it kept running across my laptop because I just had like the laptop on the floor and he was connected up to the screen. And then, yeah, like after he left and that, like I went to use my laptop and half the keys now don't work on the keyboard. I'm like, Arr. So um, yeah, that's been part of the reason I'm not been blogging much because my actual laptop, I did all my blogging on and that, yeah, most of the keys don't work and, that on-screen keyboard is good, but it's just not, you know, quite sort of at my writing speed. And I have got another keyboard and that, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, um, it's just been busy, man. You know what I mean? Like just thinking oh, I'll spend it with the kids or the missus or I don't know, like when, when I finish work and the next thing I know, I'm going to bed, you know what I mean? Then it's another day and then it's the weekend and I don't know, it's just all, Goes seems goes too quickly. Like I wanted to shout out on the blog, going, "Yeah, I've got round two coming up on the podcast." But yeah, man, like here we are chatting about it now, and like you know, the days have gone past, and it's, yeah, it's boom. But I, I would like to get doing some more blogging and that, and um, but yeah, just uh, so I, I do have some good news for you. I, I know people dread the common parameters because the questions are so difficult, but I figure where you have answered the common parameters before you won't have to run the gauntlet a second time. I mean, unless, unless you feel like the information has changed in, in the last six months, do you have a new favorite module? Well, like I said, that Chrissy Lemaire's KB update, 
um, Doug thinks import Excel module. Um, obviously, there's the PowerShell Universal, but that's no longer a module. That used to be a module. So if you knew it from the early days when it was just Universal Dashboard, it was just a module. Um, now that's a fully fledged MSI. Uh, I don't know. I, I do get to use different modules in that. Um, obviously, the MS Online module and Exchange Online and, you know, the Azure modules and things. Um, but like I say, it's like where I'm getting to use new modules and that, then you've got new command names to learn and things. So, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 well, it's I, a difficult one to answer, but yeah, the, I, yeah the import a, Excel and KB update and PowerShell Universal. Yeah, that's why that's that's common parameters, they terrify every guest we get emails all the time about how can we skip it and the answer is no but where you've already answered it we're gonna let you you're gonna get you're gonna get a one free pass <laughs> just the one <laughs> hey well I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this but andrew actually answers the common parameters every day on his own and every time it's a unique answer and he's never struggled because that's just the kind of guy that he is uh, don't ask me to prove it don't ask me as, to prove. as good as he is at handling questions that difficult he's even better at shilling a podcast. And so right now we're going to sit back. We're going to watch him just weave some magic. I take it away, Andrew. Yeah. Underwater basket weaving of magic. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Seriously. Thank you again. If you're listening now, you are a super destined for success. Congratulations. This message finds you well. Um, on a real note though, thank you so much to Adam for joining us and thank you so much for listening. Hope this finds you well in your career. Hopefully you can take your next step, whatever that is. Um, give us a like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and, or your podcast platform of choice. You can email us and tell us your background about PowerShell and how you got into it and what inspires you and your whole life story by emailing us at PowerShell at PDQ.com. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter at PowerShell Pod. Just a, just a couple guys interviewing every week. We're here for you. Weekly podcast. Adam, where can we find you on the internet? Where are you? Hey, my alter ego name is PS Dev UK. That's yeah, PS Dev UK. Or um, if you search web for Adam Bacon, you'll see some hunky guy in some underpants. That's not me. He is a hunky man in underpants, though. But PS Dev UK is a safer search for the Twitter. And then your blog is Adam Bacon.netlify.app. That's it. That's it. And hopefully we'll see some more blogs coming shortly. Um, just need to find myself a, a new laptop keyboard or or maybe a laptop. I've got a lovely one here. Like there's no jitter, is there? You know, six, 16 gig of memory. Yeah. <laughs> Core i7. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it's running nicely, but hopefully some more blogs. It's got everything you need but functionality, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming by. This was is awesome. To talk to you again. I'm glad things are going well. And uh, go, go say good night to your kids. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, thank you so much, guys, for having me back on. And obviously, any listeners who got this far, you're awesome. And thanks for listening. And thanks for having me on again. My pleasure. Thanks for joining the PowerShell Podcast with your hosts Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. They're serious. They mean what they're saying. The PowerShell Podcast is a production of PDQ.com.